really it's the idea of just how can I, how can I help you? What things are, are difficult for you? Um, and that's really a 180 degree difference from the way everybody else addresses this. If, if you ask leaders of any health system out there, um, everybody wants to blame the patients and say that it's all the patient's fault. So I am pleased today to be with Michael Hennessy. He is the CEO and founder at Diathrop. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Good to see you. For purposes of kicking us off, you could kind of share a little bit about Diathrive and what you've done leading up to founding the business. Yeah. You know, I um, first part of my, when I was, uh, you know, younger, my, my dad and mom were both healthcare professionals. And my dad said, whatever you do, don't go into healthcare because the insurance companies are ruining it. Um, and, uh, so I first probably 15 years was doing, you know, entrepreneurial things and, and a lot of stuff in finance, investment banking and venture capital. And, um, you know, really, uh, I, I was working in the VC business when I, when I bought a diabetes business and grew that and sold it over the course of five years or so, and really got insight in that into just you know, kind of the, the ins and outs of, of healthcare and, uh, and, um, technology and, and, um, really, really realized just actually how, how much my finance background could, could help in, in healthcare. And so when we founded Diathrive, the idea was to do something with, from a financial perspective, um, work for plans or, you know, self-funded plans or really anybody who's paying for healthcare. And, um, and then also would work for patients in terms of really kind of, um, you know, giving them what they need and, and, uh, kind of turning the existing healthcare system on its head where, where there's not a lot of reimbursement right now for preventative, um, things and the service that we provide kind of fills that gap and, and helps people translate kind of the, the science of medicine into their everyday lives. And, and of course we use, we use technology to do that. And, um, well, that was kind of the, the genesis of, of Diathrev, I guess, was just seeing an opportunity to make the, make the world a better place for both the individuals involved and the people who are paying for healthcare. So can you dig in, you know, to, to sort of the Millman relationship and what you're doing and, and how you probably both convince, I don't know if it's employers you're going to directly or how you're distributing and or how you how it helps you shape your approach to you know building the 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 solutions to address the problem yeah so um as far as as milliman and the claims analysis we we do do a claims analysis up front and we we guarantee um results which is a direct reduction in spend of anywhere from a thousand to to three thousand dollars roughly per person with diabetes per year um, we, we put a hundred percent of our fees at risk to guarantee that. And really the science of it is just, you know, getting down and looking granularly at claims data and seeing what claims these people are generating today and then, uh, reducing those claims. So it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty complicated spreadsheet. And then on the other side of it, as far as the, the, the people side of it, really the, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, and, and. The Behavioral Diabetes Institute has been doing research on this for for decades, and the core idea is that you know what we're trying to do with our solution is really remove the barriers. There's financial barriers, so 
individuals save anywhere from 500 to, you know, thousands of dollars um, per year. Uh, we remove all those financial barriers. Individuals have no cost for using our service. The plan carries all of it, and they are still reducing their spend by 70 to 85% uh, on average. Um, but the science behind the individuals is that, you know, they, you, you've got to make it easier to do what they really want to do. And I think there's a kind of a philosophical um, difference that's backed up by science where uh, that distinguishes us in the marketplace, which is just that we really believe that each individual wants to live a happier, healthier um, life. And so we remove the financial barriers, the administrative barriers. So there's no prescriptions involved. Um, there's no, um, you know, no, no other administrative things, uh, no wait times, things like that for using our service. And then um, on the psychosocial side, it's really training the clinicians not to view uh, it's first of all, taking them out of the fee-for-service environment, letting them spend as much time with people as they want, and then not imposing a curriculum on each individual. It, the idea is to just try to, uh, we would try to always have a clinician, a patient work with the same clinician um, uh, and try to get them to build that personal relationship. And really it's the idea of just how can I, how can I help you? What things are, are difficult for you? Um, and that's really a 180 degree difference from the way everybody else addresses this. If, if you ask leaders of any health system out there, um, everybody wants to blame the patients and say that it's all the patient's fault. And, uh, you know, that they're, they're teaching all of this stuff that is, you know, accredited and, and, and so forth. And the bottom line is that, uh, what we found is really not a knowledge problem of the people. It's, it's patients, um, getting the personal help to actually implement um, these things and, you know, understand it, translating from the kind of the white coated, uh, you know, scientific, uh, you know, kind of professorial, uh, you know, healthcare professionals and, um, and, and having somebody who helped them translate that into their kind of socioeconomic and, and psychosocial framework through which they view the world. In terms of the, um, financial model for the business and the distribution. I mean, are you going direct to large employers? Are you working through brokers? Uh, what, what's your distribution strategy? Yeah, all of the above. We have, um, we have, uh, about half a dozen health plans that, uh, have just baked us into the plan as their diabetes solution. We've got, uh, you know, 10 or 15 now. Uh, master service agreements with people where with like consultants or other associations that um, that um, that manage benefits for populations where we have a deal just directly with them and then um, as they grow people just come into the program and then um, but we also go through you know consultants and brokers and um, other groups like that we also of course go directly to larger employers too um, you know especially people it tends to be of course the longer uh, tenured an employer, uh, employer's uh, population is, then the more, uh, more of the burden of diabetes that they bear. So, um, we do a lot of, uh, work with, um, you know, government, uh, groups, uh, school districts, um, and also groups where they're, uh, you know, by the nature of their work, they're predisposed to diabetes, trucking companies, um, you know, manufacturing companies where, where folks tend to be more sedentary. Did your background in venture influence your approach at all to how you founded this business? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
two or three ways I can think of. Number one is definitely learned in venture that I think you you need a team to do these things. So my my co-founder Chris Stigmiller is um, a serial entrepreneur and really good at um, operations and supply chain stuff that I uh, don't have as much experience in. And frankly, Aaron is good and he's much better uh, managing people than I am. Um, so that was one thing. I think the other thing is, yeah, we, we definitely um, looked at the market and there's a lot of competitors that are venture backed. And um, I think we felt like that gave us a big advantage. We're not venture backed. Um, uh, you know, we have uh, um, some healthcare uh, visionaries and kind of family offices that have that have um, provided the, the cat and our own capital as well. Um, and so we felt like um, that was a big advantage because we've been building a business for the long term that um, you know is is built to actually sustain itself, and we're not reliant on venture capital. So, um, that, that's, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, I, I think we're, we're more stable, I think, than any of the other competitors that were, that are out there for that reason. So, um, a lot of that I learned, uh, kind of, uh, I guess you'd say like what not to do, um, from, from being in venture capital, where are really like 80% of your portfolio, you don't expect to succeed. So, um, kind of learned from, from bad examples, I guess you might. You know, I know you're a little bit more on the healthcare side of insurance and insure tech more broadly. I'm just curious about what you're seeing in the current capital environment and how healthcare oriented businesses is viewed currently versus maybe a you know, insure tech that's focused in personalized insurance or some some other specialty line of insurance. Uh yeah. I think that, you know, from our, just when we're starting to get into, you know, we've, we've been doing diabetes, we're now coming out with a pre-diabetes um, product and we're seeing, I think, similar things to what some of your um, InsurTech clients are probably exploiting, which is just that with the uh, amount of data now that we're getting and um, with the Consolidated Appropriations Act in 2021, you know, giving people, um, you know, making it um, more more uh, likely for people to be able to get access to their data um we're seeing you know huge opportunities in in healthcare and i think in insurance uh, more generally for the use of that data to really um you know in our case drive health outcomes but also just i think to um, create value more more generally um, we're able to drill down in, in a diabetes population now and and give people and you know put 100 percent of our fees at risk knowing that we can actually you know save save clients you know really significant um sums of money uh, right away and get clinical improvements um you know to your point about uh our our uh our competitors it, it's been a real boon to us i think that um you know really we're the only value-based um solution out there and so it's been interesting, you know, a lot of the professional investment community, like your value, you know, they come in and say, well, how are you going to beat so-and-so, whoever the, the, uh, competitor is out there that they like, or perhaps they've looked at investing in, or actually did invest in. And, um, and I, I tell them, you know, that none of our clients would actually use them. In fact, we've replaced a lot of our competitors, um, because, uh, and, and I think a lot of it comes back to your earlier question, which is that a lot of these models were actually the only reason they were they have been able to scale at all is because they were able to convince some VCs to invest in them. Um, but in terms of actual results, like 
for example, we have almost a hundred percent of certain, uh, a lot of our clients have almost a hundred percent of their population of people with diabetes using our solution. Whereas, you know, our competitors, I mean, when we replace them, we, we rarely find that more than 5% of the population with diabetes is actually, actually using it. And, um, you know, you would think that that's kind of a, uh, you know, just a, you know, should be table stakes, kind of a sine qua non of, of these yeah. solutions. But, um, you know, to your, to your point, I think there's, there have been, there were digital health themes that started and in, in insurance themes, I think that started during the pandemic, um, was just meeting with a company last week it is really purely a creation of, you know, the pandemic and venture capital and, um, and now is somewhat rudderless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael Hennessy, the CEO and founder of Diathribe. It's been great uh, getting to learn a little bit more about what you're doing. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>